Hey, this is Fireman Rob. You know, optimal performance isn't something that happens just by accident. I know this for a fact from being a fireman and doing way too many Ironman triathlons and full firefighter gear. But everybody always asks me, what's your secret? I can give you one secret. That's the right stuff, hydration. Hydration is important when it comes to being present in the moment, ready to run into the fires and being capable of showing up every single time at your best. The Right Stuff was created for NASA by NASA for their astronauts. Now it's trusted by professional athletes in Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, and most of the top tier college sports. It's not an accident to prepare yourself to be great. If you're looking for that next edge, go to therightstuff-usa.com and enter the code FIREMANROB and you'll get 10% off at your checkout. This is an opportunity I wouldn't pass up. I have and still do use The Right Stuff. It's serious hydration for serious athletes, from the weekend warriors to those on the front lines. Make this a part of your habits to be the best you daily. Welcome to Forged in the Fires podcast with Fireman Rob. Being a fireman, father, veteran, husband, world record holder, and Ironman, he brings stories of experience to impact your life while challenging you to live it. What do you want from your life? Why do you want it? Are you willing to go through the challenges to get there? If you have the courage to take that first step, let this podcast be the catalyst to start your fire while you bring the resilience to make it continue to burn. Our lives are made up of moments called right nows. So let's get started. Forged in the Fires podcast with your host, Fireman Rob, begins now. We got the same blood, the same blood. Stay by your side, it's right or die. We've got the same blood. Welcome back to Forged in the Fires podcast. I'm your host, Fireman Rob. We've got a great show for you today. It's actually from the archives of In the Zone with Fireman Rob that you can see on EnduranceZoneTV.com. The guests that I have on today are unbelievable. Their name is the Pease Brothers, um, Kyle and Brent. And they're a group of brothers that do some quite amazing things. I hope you enjoy the interview. Here it comes. Hey, welcome back to In the Zone with Fireman Rob, brought to you by Endurance Zone. This week is the best of. I have a group of brothers. I think, yeah, brothers that you don't want to miss out on. Hey, they're the only ones that ever finish Iron Man Kona like Dick and Rick Hoyt. It's the Peas Brothers coming up to you next. you scrolling around on Facebook and Instagram, but you haven't followed Endurance Zone yet. You don't want to miss out on the shows, the discounts, all sorts of things. Go to Facebook and Instagram right now and follow Endurance Zone. All right, I can't wait anymore. This episode is going to feature the Pease Brothers. It was so great to be able to interview these individuals, especially since on July 26th, we're going to have a special event on EnduranceZone.com that is going to feature the real teams of triathlon. That's going to be the Agars. Uh, Team Tridat and the Pease Brothers. So without further ado, let's get to the interview that we had with the Pease Brothers. I can't tell you how excited I am to have these two gentlemen. 
I have to say, first and foremost, that they're the only the second group to ever finish Ironman Kona uh, the way they did. So, Brent and Kyle Pease, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you, Ralph? Oh, I'm doing good. You look good. You I, Like we were talking about before, you got your makeup on. We're good to go. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <Fly> away. <laughs> Brent, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. I know that they, these are challenging times and uh, we definitely need inspiration from individuals like yourselves. You know, what have, what have you been up to, Brent, in the, in the last few days? You said you're busy with coaching. People are getting excited, the possibility of having uh, races. I, you know, it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm business as usual right now outside of uh, not shaving or cutting my hair. So um, I got to keep a hat on this whole time so you don't see the mop, but uh, yeah, it's, it's good, man. It's good. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think people want to maintain some level of, you know, normalcy and you want to have things to look forward to. And so a lot of the, on the coaching side and even my personal training side, it's, you know, let's, let's start getting ourselves into a position that, you know, when things open back up, we're ready to rock. So, um, I almost feel like I'm, I'm starting to be a little bit envious of people that maybe, might have a few extra moments in their day. Yeah. Now, Kyle, you were talking about, you've got right next to your desk, you've got a, what, what, what's the reminder you have right next to your desk? Yeah, so I got this big old photograph of uh, me and Brett um, on the Green K, um, on, the, on the run with the ocean in the background. It's about, it's about to go to dark. Um, so it gets a beautiful sky and, um, it's just a great reminder of what I love and who I love, and and uh, with the beautiful sky in the background. So it's I love really it. Cool. I love it. I love it. It's a it's a great reminder. It's one of those things where you always have to have that reminder of what what is possible and what is uh, you know just the best things in life. You know, I want to go to your Kona experience because that's you know Dick and Rick Hoyt were the only other two to ever finish um, Ironman Kona. And they had to do it a few times. <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys went to Kona and and crushed it. What was uh, actually? I want to get to the story first about the bag because th this was a funny <laughs> story. You know, triathletes will relate to this. The Kona bag, for sure. Um, the swag bag, and, and they're telling me the story. Uh, tell tell everybody the story about. Um, what happened when you went to register? Because those bags are pretty cool. Well, yeah. that's like we're there for the swag, but you know. So we were. What we were saying before is that. You know, Ironman used to always have Kyle and I both as registered athletes, and we were happy to support race directors that were supporting us, even if we had to pay two race fees or however they would set it up. But when we got to Hawaii and we went to registration, we went to check-in, they didn't have my name. And I started, first off, I started panicking that I hadn't signed up for the race and that we were, you know, in deep, you know what. But then we're just going through it. I'm helping Kyle get his wristbands. We're taking pictures of everything we do. And we get to the swag bags and they hand us one. I was like, oh, no, I, I need a bag too. And like, no, you're a guide. You don't get one. Mm -hmm. And I, I about had a meltdown. And, and as Kyle said, it became my mission that week to get a bag. I had I to get a bag. Smile. It's, it's, like a, it's like a smile like, yeah, I got <laughs> Well, and Kyle's like, we, you want a bag. I want to finish the race. Who cares about the bag? So. <laughs> Uh, I but, did get uh, a bag, though. I did don't get a worry, bag. Don't worry. We did get the bag. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You know, hey, you just knew where your brother's priorities were. That he uh, wanted the swag. You wanted, you know, you wanted the race ending. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Take me to the start line. Um, 
Daytona's start line is is a pretty iconic start line, and you know you're pulling a you're pulling Kyle behind Brent. What was your guys feeling that morning when you're looking out on that beautiful ocean? Um, it was surreal. It was something that we um, have been wanting to do for seven years, um, and it was it was surreal. It was. We only had 17 weeks to get ourselves ready from when they told us it was in North Carolina to Kona. And um, my first, my first Ironman was actually on the airplane. Coming to the airplane did not get along well at all. So to go 12 hours on the airplane is a lot. So that was the first Ironman. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, they give you wings at least to, to commemorate it. <laughs> uh, they did when I was a little boy, but I don't know. Yeah, but when we got there, it was just so surreal. It just so, it was a different vibe than any other feeling that, that I had ever imagined it to, to be there with my brother and, um, was so it was just amazing, but that week because we got there a whole week before, just flew by, and then when we got the race day, um, it was oh my gosh, I need to check my emotions because I'm so I'm so hyped right now, I'm so ready to to bust out the cannon. It literally you do get busted out of a cannon. But then I realized that we had 17 hours to do this. Uh, right. So we had to hold, hold down the energy a little bit. So yeah. it, was, yeah. it was one of the best days of my life. That's so cool. And Brent, how, do, how does that make you feel? Like you're, you're sitting on that start line with your brother. Um, you guys have been through a lot. Uh, you've challenged a lot of different courses and then that dream comes true. And then you're sitting on that start line, um, knowing that there's a daunting task ahead of you. What was the emotions at that point? Well, I think Kyle, I mean, Kyle and I were like a lot of young, you know, young kids. We both wanted to, you know, pitch in game seven or hit the, hit the buzzer beater. And, um, but neither of us had ever experienced athletics in that intensive environment. And with stakes like that, I mean, you said it, I mean, you know, the Hoyts were the only ones to have completed. It, it, Kona is hard because of the conditions, the heat, the wind, the, the, the bike hills. I mean, there's, there's harder courses by some, but so you get there and, and then you have the intensity of the, of the athletes and the experience. And I mean, I was shaken before the race. I mean, it was so intense. I, I actually, I'm going to send it to Kyle when we get off here. I found a picture of us from before the race. And if, you know, it's one of those pictures tell a thousand words and both of us are looking at each other, but you can tell we weren't talking and we both have this like stare in our face and it's such intense. We have the intensity. Yeah. I, I, so it was looking back now. I, I love that. I, Cause I've, I, I may never ever experience mm. standing on the mound at game seven of the world series, but I, I came pretty damn close with my brother and, um, he carried me all the way there. So it was, it just, like Kyle said, it was surreal. It was incredible. And, um, you almost, you, you get away from it and you miss that intensity. You kind of crave to have it back a little bit. And it, it was, it, it was 
separates Conrad and what separates Iron Man is all the athletes and the spectators go together, right? So they're right. not, I mean, there is a separate athlete for body marking and, and all that, but uh, there is, the, you know, a special way for the, for the, for the athletes and the spectators. We all go together through the same, you know, same challenges and turmoil. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it, it's amazing to feel the energy even before you start the race. I love it. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand. I've, I've had the honor of being able to help with my team triumph. Um, but I don't people, I don't think people understand like, what both of you go through in, in that day, you know, doing an Ironman is, is hard enough as an individual, but now you're helping Kyle to be able to get through it. And Kyle, that's a long day on your body, isn't it, Kyle? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I got ran over by a, by a 18 wheel at times. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's, you know, and Brent, you have to keep in tune with Kyle. So, it's not just managing your emotions and your physical um, being, but it's also helping Kyle to be able to manage it as well. How do you, how do you formulate that in, you know, 16 hours, it's 16 hours. How do you formulate that into a plan? And, you know, I think one of the best things that, that did happen to us is that it took us a while to get to Hawaii. Um, and so we had all these opportunities to practice. In fact, one of our favorite stories is when we did Wisconsin with you, um, that year we got Kyle's wheelchair got separated at the end of the race. And so we're trying to figure out how to get him to the car. And we were also exhausted. We just laid the seats down in this SUV we had, and we put Kyle in on the ground. And before we had closed the hatch, his eyes were closed and he was just exhausted. So, but you know, the point is we kept, we're just refining that process race after race. And we would talk about it. And you know, the, the story that Kyle and I have told from Kona was from a training day when we were on the bike together for almost eight hours. And, you know, we would get to an aid station on this bike ride and I'd, I'd make Kyle eat. I was like, you got to learn. It was August. It was hot as all get oh, yeah. out. I was like, Kyle, you got to eat. In Kona, I can't take care of you. You got to tell me when you're eating. I can't. So in a lot of races before, it would almost be like, I'm eating. Kyle, it's your turn. You know, and, and so, it, you know, he became, it, that's the beauty for us. And like, you, like you've experienced with my team Triumph, you start to see that these kids, these adults are becoming athletes themselves. And Kyle knew what his body needed. He know he knows the things that he has to do because if he doesn't, then we're going to spend some time uh, digging ourselves out of holes. And in, in Hawaii, there's there's no time, there's no room for error for that kind of stuff. No. Now, what did it feel like? And I I, I actually don't remember the last mile of my Ironman in Kona. <laughs> I was I Not was good, in a dark huh? I was in a dark place. Let's put it that way. Well, you but, you, you add a little extra weight there. I believe. Yeah, <laughs> the humidity didn't help. Yeah. Um. But what did it feel like that last mile, going down, knowing that you've accomplished something? Only two, you know, one other group has accomplished during that time. What was that feeling running down Alehi Drive? Um. Well, I guess you will me a bit. Might disagree a little bit as well, but um, you know. Um, it's really, I get emotional just when anybody asks me about the finishing you because, um, that's the Super Bowl of all Iron Man. That's the Augusta National. Um, and 
I've I've never been able to walk um, on my own, but where we hit that red carpet, Daytona, it was a different feeling. Like I could feel the carpet through the wheel, through the footrest, um, and it was the best feeling. And we went pretty fast through through the suit. <laughs> Um, but the crowd was so loud. Yeah, it was. It was the best. Are you blaming your brother for going too fast? Is that I what thought you're we were slowing down? I thought we were slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> it did, you know, but you. I mean, you would get. I mean, you're. Yeah. I was like you, Rob. I mean, I was out of it, and mm-hmm. you know, I was in a pretty dark place from mile one till almost eighteen, um, yeah. and it was struggle city. And Kyle. Um, it's as hard as he's probably ever had to work in the marathon. I mean, like Wisconsin, all these other races, it was almost like a celebration. It was like, okay, we made it to the marathon. Yeah. We're going to finish. And in Hawaii, we weren't sure. I mean, there were, there just, it, we both hit really dark spots. And so when, when I got to the finish, you know, I kind of always look for my wife. Um, and she was because of the experience, she was on the other side of the shoot. So I kind of like, as Kyle said, I probably thought I was slowing down, but I was trying to get to her too. Um, but when we got through the finishing shoot and it got quiet is when it all hit me. Um, and I was just with, um, my wife and one other person, I kind of broke down. Um, and just the weight of that accomplishment when you realize, and and anybody can read about Hawaii, you can watch it on NBC and you can appreciate that it's a hard race. And until you get there, you don't realize just how brutal that, that intensity from the morning to the humidity of the marathon all of these things get thrown at you all day and you're tested in ways that you didn't think were possible. And, um, it, that all, and then you start thinking about the history and the Hoyts and teams that came behind them trying to finish it. And, and right. they were unsuccessful in it. Um, and that's, that's hard. Um, so it, 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 it felt incredible as I stepped over that line. In fact, if you kind of watch that finish video, there's <laughs> like watched the, a bunch of times. Yeah. There's that pause for both yeah. of us and Kyle's already screaming. And then I turn at him and when I grab his face, that's when it's like, Holy cow, we, man, we're here. We did it. We did yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, and I think why I love the way carpet and even when we were in Wisconsin together, um, mm-hmm. and we got to walk around. Well, no. not walk, but we got to, <laughs> we got to run and wheel around the football stadium. That's pretty cool. Madison. You know, when you go on the field or when you go on the red carpet, it's soft, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it feels good. Yeah. Now, although I'm not doing the physical activity of each discipline, you know, it's a lot of me. It's a lot to, you know, go over speed bumps, go, you know, get, I get jostled and, and twisted, and, you know, so to feel that red carpet was a welcome sight and it was a dream come true. Yeah. And, and what's that, you know, the power of family and, and, and being in the fire service and, you know, with my family, who has helped me um, to be able to obtain goals, the power, you know, what did you feel between each other? I, obviously each of you had, you know, these things that you wanted to um, accomplish and you're relying on each other to be able to accomplish it. 
what is that feeling that you have that bond, you know, beside over top of like being siblings to be able to go, I trust you with whatever you're going to be able to do. How do you do that? You know, it, it, it's funny. We, we get at that a lot. And, um, of course, I'm the number one encourager on the course. Um, and whatever Brent needs, you know, I'm going to help. But I think that Brent and I have an unspoken language almost. And then we were out there. And when I get quiet, that's either I'm in pain or that I'm saying some prayers to help us get over that extra hurdle. Um, and Brent knows that when I get quiet, you might need to dig a little deeper. Um, <laughs> I, it's an uns- it's that it, I mean you've you've seen it with your kids, and I'm seeing yeah. it. You know, through the I mean, you just it's that sibling bond that's is unbreakable and. Um, it really gets heightened in, in a race. And, and that's honestly, for me, one of the most special things is that at an age when a lot of families are going in different directions, um, Kyle and I are going in the same direction. And it's, um, it's, it, it's this intense conversation that's happening. And sometimes it's ugly and brotherly. And, and <laughs> I mean, our, our coach saw, could hear us coming up to Queen K after the sun had gone down. And we, didn't, we couldn't see him. And he told me afterwards, he said, I'm going to be haunted. For, for ages about the things your brother was saying to you out there, you know, but like, but that's also part of it. Like he knows there's certain times where he doesn't right. need to coddle me and he doesn't need to just sit there quietly to let me realize what's going on and let me process my emotions. There's times where he's got to, you know, crack a whip and scream and yell and say things to get under my skin, but it, we've made it work. And, um, you know, we're pretty fortunate that um, he, he hasn't led me down the wrong path yet. You know, it, it, it doesn't work without play. It doesn't work without me. So it will go in the opposite direction on a race course that's not good at all. So right. we all have to remain together as brothers, as family, and um, and come together and make sure that we're always on the same page. I love it. Now, I want to highlight another event, and this just speaks to the inspiration that you guys provide to others through your actions. And I think that's what's so important is that, you know, a lot of people can talk the talk, but, you know, when you go out there and walk the walk, um, Boston Marathon finish line, um, probably one of the worst things that could happen is a, a wheel break, right? Um, go through that with me because that, that I, I saw that and I started uh, bawling because it's one of those things where it's like that the inspiration that you brought that day transfers to a lot of different people that help you to get to the finish line. Yeah. So that was uh, New York in 2000. New York. Oh, yeah. okay. See now, Boston, we were supposed to have just, completed. I should get more sleep and, uh, no, and read better. No, I'm just, I'm just like you. man. I'm like, <laughs> I, can hear, I can hear a toddler screaming in the other room. So I know it's, I know it awaits, but, um, you know, that, that rate, I mean, again, like all these things that happened to us, you know, I, I I'm glad that Kona happened when it did because we learned so many things and that we, we went to so New York real quickly, New York added a lottery for teams like us for, they call them duo teams in 2015. And Kyle and I were part of the first group of athletes. So there's five teams from around the world, truly a global contingent. And we Brent, were just, I got to ask you first, who's Batman, who's Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd both like to argue we're Batman, but Kyle's definitely Batman. 
All right. Oh, <laughs> All right. You can keep going. I just had to, I had to throw it in there. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we just went up there to kind of celebrate and hang out and um, just experience the New York Marathon, which is incredible. Um, and at mile eight, we had a wheel issue. And at, by mile 13, um, we stopped and, and realized we had three broken spokes. And not shortly thereafter, the whole chair crumbled under the, the, the mangled wheel. Um, we tried everything and we, you know, we, we even got in the back of a police van and they drove me to a bike shop and we tried to get the thing fixed. And, you know, it, it was like, I mean, it was, it's amazing that all this stuff happened. And we just, you know, nobody wants to get a DNF as an endurance athlete. And both of us felt like we have to at least try, we have to be able to go home with our heads up to say, Hey, you know what? It wasn't our day. It happened. But I mean, look at Kyle, like nobody ever told him my parents when he was born that he was going to finish Ironman Hawaii or that he was going to hold a job and graduate. And like, he continues to do those things. And it, it's easy sometimes to overlook that, but it's, it's, there are people out there that are doing really courageous things and nobody would blame Kyle for sitting in his wheelchair and not going anywhere. And so I looked at him and he looked at me and we, we grabbed some rope and some blankets and the medical professionals helped us tie the chair to my shoulder. And we tried to, we tried to walk. Um, and you, I mean, you were, you know, you get it. Like yep. that, that New York marathon tracker is amazing. So you can see the bib moving and we went from moving at, you know, inches at a time to centimeters at a time on this tracker app. Um, and, uh, we had a couple strangers that stopped to help us. I mean, I, I'd love to say like, Oh, I carried Kyle with this mangled chair for 13 miles. I didn't, we needed help. Um, but we also, we were, we, we showed, you know, that we're as human as anybody. And by mile 23, we weren't talking to each other and not in the way that Kyle just described in Hawaii. It was in the, you know, screw you, you're a jerk kind of way. <laughs> um, and so at, at 22 minutes a mile for more than an hour, we didn't speak to each other and we finished the race and we had this fanny pack with our phones so we could find people in central park. And I pull it out and I have hundreds of text messages and phone calls. I mean, unlike anything we've ever seen. And I call, um, I call my wife and I start crying and I can't stop crying. And we call a friend of ours, Betty, who we train with, who actually is going through chemo right now and stem cell therapy. And she says to us, she says to me, you know, you guys just gave us the greatest gift you could ever give us by never giving up. And I'm trying to explain this to Kyle. And I mean, you know, yeah. tears full on sobbing. And he looks at me and he says, well, you're a, you're a wuss and <laughs> because he knew that I, I mean, I did, I mentally yeah. checked out of that race and it's yep. who could blame me. I mean, the rope snapped, I needed help to carry him. I just, I didn't feel like it was us. And he knew the whole time it was us. And I mean, at one point, even I remember telling him, let's, let's stop, let's quit. And he looked at me and said, you can quit, but I'm going to finish. And I knew what he meant, Love it. you know? And so, we got in the cab with this mangled wheelchair and we're screaming at each other. We're this poor cabbie is like, who are these guys? Like he's yelling at his, <laughs> his brother with a broken wheelchair. I mean, we're screaming at each other, you know, and we get back to the hotel and we stopped. I mean, it was just, but like we, it took us a long time. I mean, really it took us a long time to truly tell that story because we were almost embarrassed. And then we start, you start sharing it and people are like, yeah, I mean, how many Reality. of us have, how many of us have, 
you know, quit. How many times have you quit in the middle of a race in Hawaii? And when it got that dark, right. When you're yeah. <laughs> loaded down with gear. Trust still, me. Yeah. I mean, we've all yeah. done it. I mean, how oh, many yeah. times have we done it in this current situation? And so it, 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 even in these times, it's, I'm glad that we have the, the courage to share it now because it's not one of the prettiest things that we've ever done from an athletic standpoint, but as humans, it's one of the greatest accomplishments we've shared together because even in the worst of it, even when we couldn't stand each other, we refused to give up. And um, that, that finish line, which took almost seven and a half hours, which, what was your marathon time in Hawaii with all the games? Don't, don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> no, you know, what I mean, you know what I mean, right? Like, oh, seven and a half hours is a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's a it, long time. It's, to a, be on your feet. it's a, and it beats you up mentally. And I think, you know, that I, I love that the honesty, because that's when people tell stories, usually they tell stories um, to, to say the, the good parts so that people are inspired. But people have to understand that the greatest stories that come about in this world aren't easy no. and aren't, aren't clean and aren't, aren't uh, beautiful at all moments. I mean, that is the beauty of everything that you guys have done is that, you know, obviously you depend on each other, but at the same time, Kyle calling you out saying, well, that's fine. Leave the wheelchair here. I'm going to figure out a way to get to the finish line. Yeah. If you want to stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, the, the one that introduces about me as, as, as Brett was talking about that race was, I really did get a chance to digest what happened because we got whisked away um, straight to a cab. We got in the cab. So I really did, you know, get to take my breath. Yeah, by no means am I making an excuse for my behavior because. I had to, I could, you know, want that day too. Um, <laughs> you know, and I didn't have my phone, so I couldn't see anything. So I didn't understand the, the implications of what we did that day. Um, and I was just still stuck in race mode. Like, here I am busting it all of a sudden, and, and this guy behind me, it kicking out, and I'm like, no, like that's not who we are, and that's not what we stand for. Um, so it, it took me, like Brett said, it took me a while to process it, and I wasn't comfortable talking about it, not because I was embarrassed, just because I, it wasn't me, it wasn't Brett, but yet those situations. Are kind of like our two or two box. Each race from Wisconsin to the local 5K to New York has built us for Kona. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess, you know, I use it now as a way to, to, to motivate people and say, look, this happened to us. You know, everything is not roses, right? Yeah. Even though this pandemic, you know, I I have feelings of being hopeless, um, and having feelings of you know, um, anxiety, and you know, okay. and that's not me, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm a human, and I have to realize that um, that it's okay to have those feelings. 
but I'm so glad that 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 New York kind of prepared me for Kona, and it's gonna prepare me to look at life a lot differently now. Yeah, nothing is perfect, and I think that's you know the the best way to put it is like especially when you're going for something that is viewed as impossible or is viewed as um, something that nobody else will ever do again or wants to, uh, that there are going to be challenges and strifes along the way. But you guys are, do this for such a bigger cause, and I love that. You do it for each other, but you also have uh, the Kyle Pease Foundation, and and um, that is a foundation that helps other individuals to find their way, right? Tell me a little more about that. Yes. Yeah, so in 2011, we did our first triathlon um, in St. Anthony's, uh, the St. Anthony's triathlon. And, and uh, really almost immediately after finishing, it was such an incredible experience for Kyle. It was like that first, like fully immersive, fully inclusive. I'm, I'm an athlete experience for him. And he said that other people have to experience this. And we didn't realize how big, you know, the Hoyt foundation was that my team triumph was this national footprint. We just knew our tiny little bubble. And so we started it and we started meeting people and um, getting at more and more athletes involved. And, you know, our, our aim is to improve their lives through sports. We, we grew up in a sports house watching baseball and basketball and football. And now we still live in a sports house. So it's, it's experiencing that. And, you know, at the core of what we do is inclusion. And so we want to include people with disabilities in whatever it is they want to do athletically in the most inclusive way possible. So, We've had we've got another crazy like Kyle that's done an Ironman. Um, he was in Wisconsin last year. Um, we have two teams that are supposed to be in the New York City Marathon this year. Two teams in Boston, but we do a huge event. We're, we're going to get you down for one um, in, yeah, in the spring. But we had sixty, excuse me, sixty-two wheelchairs this year. So um, wow. yeah, it was amazing. Um, and they give us this head start and. You, what you, event was that at? It's the Atlanta. This year was part of the uh, marathon trials weekend. So, but it's the Atlanta Publix half marathon and marathon. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I'm telling you, Bob, it would be our honor to have you in. Our our athlete, their family, they will love it. They will love you. Yeah, but you got to wear all your gear. You can't. Oh, I will. Gear. I will. They just have to be. I've had. I've had uh, times when I've pushed. They've went. Can you go faster? And then I usually go. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so that, I mean, but, you know, like, just like we were saying, I mean, Kyle kind of realized that, you know, being able to go over that carpet and not feel like you're in a wheelchair to feel like you're floating and you don't feel the foot rests and the straps and all that. And, um, we're really proud. In fact, all the, with the money we raised, uh, to do the Ironman in Hawaii, we were able to hire two people with disabilities for the foundation. So we have two, um, two young adults in wheelchairs that are now working for full time for the Kyle Peace Foundation. That's amazing. And that's, that's the difference of, of creating something that's bigger than yourself. And I think that's you two gentlemen are, are uh, just beacons of hope um, and what, what is possible in this world. So uh, I greatly appreciate you both coming on today. Um, we'll definitely have you guys on again. And uh, you know, Anybody who watched last weekend, I think there's going to be another event that we'll have these two gentlemen um, racing in, and you'll be able to find a lot more about them. But thank you, gentlemen, again for everything that you do, because uh, without your inspiration, I think a lot of people wouldn't even toe the line. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right. Uh, if you want to find out more about uh, Brent and Kyle Pease, where can they go to? KylePeaseFoundation.org. And that's got links to social and all the, all the fun stuff. And, awesome. It, it, and our socials are way more cooler than me at <laughs> It's comic relief over here. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> Who knew? I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. You can go to I wish it was racing.com or t0endurance.com to find out who's coming on next. Uh, also, you can find out more. Uh, watch this over again if you need inspiration while you're on the bike. I would, su- I would suggest it. So thank you again, gentlemen, for coming on. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you, sir. Thank Thanks. you. Wow. What amazing individuals resilience their stories (laughs) you can't get better than that i hope you enjoyed this version of forged in the fires podcast with fireman rob with the interview from the pease brothers on in the zone till next time remember your strength is in your passion now go out there and live it thanks for joining us talk to you next time thanks for listening and supporting the forged in the fires podcast with fireman rob Remember, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast and please share this episode with a friend or family. To find out more about Fireman Rob or reach out about a question, go to www.firemanrob.com. Until next time, live your life forged in the fires.